Running a business isn't all glamour and success stories. You're about to hear from a real founder in the trenches. I'm here to help them find clarity, have a space to get their ideas out in the open, and figure out how they're going to move forward. Welcome to the Talk to Stefan podcast. Today I'm joined by Lewis van der Volk, who is owner and founder of Blue Crocus Solutions. Welcome to the Founder Hot Seat. Stefan, appreciate you having me on. I'm excited. Good to have you here. So can you give me a quick overview of what it is that Blue Crocus does? Yeah, yeah. So we're basically a digital marketing agency focused on helping contractors. So service business owners who are in, in any one of the home service or, or trades. Um, and we provide web development, SEO, uh, and Google uh, ads currently. And we're working on um, bringing on Facebook ads as an offering sometime in the next year. But But we're really focused on everything Google right now. Okay, that makes sense. And how's the business doing? It's doing well. It's doing well. So I started uh, in 2019 um, and did it part time as I was actually doing mechanical engineering as my full time uh, gig, um, and then have been full time since July of 2020. Yeah, time flies. So full time since July of 2020, and rapidly growing. I brought on a business partner at the end of 2020. We brought on an agency who's consulting with us, and, and we've got some huge things planned for uh, 2022. Okay. Sounds like it's a busy and expansive sort of time for you. It is. It is. Huge growth growth happening for sure. Excellent. And of course, with growth comes challenges. And tell me a little bit more about sort of a challenge that you're facing at the moment. Yeah. So delegation, uh, you know, we, we were chatting a, a little bit about it, but delegation is is a something that's never been a strong suit for me. I grew up uh, on a farm, actually. So, you know, there, you did the work. You, there was a problem. You you dove in, you did it. You couldn't wait around and, and uh, call someone. Um, so I was always brought up with that kind of mindset, right? Um, but that doesn't lead to scalability when it comes to the agency field. So I still, I still have a lot of that mindset where, you know, I, I kind of feel like I'm the person that knows how to do it best, and I probably do. But I also know that there's, I see other, business owners, agency owners who are delegating beautifully and wonderfully. And even if they're people are, are doing 80% as well as they can, you know, and a lot of people, their, their people may even do better than they can, you know, at their, their specific tasks. I haven't seen that come to fruition in, in our agency. Like we have a few VAs and, and I just, yeah, I, I just would like to dig into it a little bit, to be honest. You know, there's, there's I know there's an answer um, and it's something that I'm actively seeking and I'm, and I'm open to that to that feedback because I know there's things that personally, you know, from a mindset perspective, there's there's some growth that needs to happen there. That makes sense. So to help me understand the problem, tell me a little bit more about sort of the team setup. You mentioned there that at the end of 2020, you've had a business partner join and you mentioned a few EVAs. What does a team sort of setup look like at the moment? Yeah, so I'm I'm currently doing most of the sales uh, and, and onboarding. And then my business partner handles a lot of the admin and, and execution on the ad side. Um, and then I have a VA who does the web development, one who does content, and then one who does the SEO uh, optimization and whatnot. All kind of following frameworks that I've set up, but there's still a whole lot of my personal touch in. Like I, I still am the bottleneck in the, in the system. And how so in terms of at what point? Everything QC kind of comes back to me, um, the way it's set up now, like quality control comes back to me uh, signing off. And if I don't, um, inevitably, there's there's something that will that will come to light. You know, a customer will, will reach out and say, you know, can't believe the team did this or or you guys did this or, or whatever. 
So I still find myself stepping into that role a fair bit. And I'm wondering, you know, do I need to find someone, you know, obviously every business owner's dream is to clone themselves, but that's not, you know, that's not the reality of things. So yeah, just, just, I do find myself doing more quality control probably than I should be if we're going to scale to where we're going. So when you're talking about this sort of delegation challenge, is it really focused on that quality control part and actually getting somebody in support with that? Or is it sort of bigger than that? I think that's a big thing. It, it comes back to that. And the, and the root of it may be, you know, what, one thing that's come to light as, as we've started to, to scale is we don't have great standard operating procedures. So we've started to do that, you know, beginning middle of this year, we really started to hone in on the SOPs. So that has helped in those areas because um, ultimately it comes down to modifying that, modifying the SOPs if there's something missing or, or whatnot. But yeah, ultimately the quality control is my fear of delegating and my fear of uh, where my fear of scaling comes in. Okay, that's an interesting word there. You say fear, and you mentioned before about sort of that worry about clients coming back to you and saying, "Hold on, you know, we want this and it's not been done right, or the quality of work's not where it needs to be." Talk to me a little bit more about what's happened previously. Are those sort of theoretical worries, or has something happened in the past? Probably some of it is theoretical. There certainly have been cases where, you know, it's come back with some funky content or, um, you know, things that just don't clearly line up with what the customer has said, you know, that they want for a particular situation, you know, specifically in like web design or content. Yeah, I I think, you know, I think it's based in, there's kind of a foot in both room, if you will. Okay. And at the moment, it sounds like the flow of work generally goes from you to then either your business partner or the VAs, depending on what the, what the tasks are. And then when you say sort of the quality control process, what happens from there once somebody's done the work or what they believe to be they've done the work? Uh, what, what happens from there? Typically, I, I, I would go in and review it. Like in the case of content, I would review it, uh, sign off on it, send it back for edits. Same thing with uh, web development. My business partner really does handle the Google Ads side of it. So there's, you know, there's basically a clone there, if you will. But uh, yeah, it would be more more in the back and forth with web development and content. Okay. And typically, how does that go when you sort of review work? Do you find that there are a lot of things that you're picking up on? Is it a few things or is most work okay and it's just very occasionally a problem? How, how does that look? It varies, I guess. Um, sometimes there's, you know, some pretty dramatic changes that need to be done. Sometimes it's fine. Um, you know, and there's just this tiny tweak and overall, you know, we're pretty well 99% of the way there. Yeah, it can vary, I guess. There's no there's no real standard, you know, feedback. Hmm. And in terms of where you're at in terms of delegating this and sort of the thought about delegating it, what what are you thinking about this? What's the sort of way for you or what are your options even in terms of solving this bottleneck? I think the the first thing is is uh standard operating procedures. I, I know that that's a a weakness of mine because you know, I, I mentioned at the beginning I, I kind of come from the headspace of, you know, you dive in and fix it yourself. So, you know, I kind of carry everything around in my head, right? So having some processes that I have gone through and really written them out, that has, that's a huge weight off my shoulders because I know that it's just a checklist. So I I really see that as the solution. And, and, you know, ultimately it comes down to integrating that and and implementing that and just taking the time to do that. That, that, That's where I see probably the biggest gain and then probably just some, some systems around that. Okay. 
And are there any options that you've sort of discounted because you've been through them and thought maybe, you know, that's not right for me, that won't work for us? That's an interesting question. I can't think of any right off the top of my head. No, I, I don't think so. I, I really, I think it comes down to, you know, I, I almost know where I have to go. Um, it comes down to making that time in and around my current duties, right? Okay, so time. Let's dig into that a little bit further then. So in terms of the standing operating procedures that you've got at the moment, do those cover some tasks, but not all? Is that the current sort of setup? That is the current setup, yeah. Yeah, so some some things like, for example, our YouTube strategy, right? Like like ranking videos on YouTube, we have a very clear, like it's pretty cut and dry. You know, there, there's a bit of content, but a lot of it is in the way it's set up and, and published and all of that. So like that's something that we did put in. But then, then website design, you know, there's some, some various steps, but I haven't really dove into that because each one is so different, you know, from where I'm sitting. Obviously, you know, it, it comes back to I see other agencies doing it, you know, and have chatted with some of them. So I know that there's a way to do it. There's just a little bit of a disconnect. Okay. So when you've spoken with them and you've heard about it, what sort of worries or concerns does it bring up in your, in your mind? I think ultimately, like... The trial and error uh, necessary to make it work, it comes back to time, the time of implementation. And then, you know, if I go down a route where, you know, it doesn't end up working as well as I as I thought it would or, or hoped it would, you know, that's taken away from time that I almost don't have currently. And we've just gone down the wrong path. So I think there's, I think that may be, you know, sort of a, a fear there too, you know, that I don't know the route that's going to get to the to the solution. Okay, so almost an element of uncertainty with it. I would say so, yeah. And just in terms of the amount of time that you sort of spend on QC at the moment, what does that look like in, say, a typical week, a typical month? I don't know how you'd sort of, depending on the quantity, how how would you say that looks? It'd probably be a good five to ten hours a week, you know, if, I, if I'm able to stay on top of it. And then in the, there's the inevitable slip where, you know, some weeks it's, it's just, I don't get to it, but based on, on workload. Okay. So is that sort of on a daily basis, you're doing some every day as opposed to it being sort of built up and then you address it once, say, in the week? Ideally, it would be every day. It does typically tend to be almost a, a once a week thing, you know, where the, I, I just tackle it and, and go through and, and hit everything. Okay. And what's it like to do that kind of work for you? Is that something you enjoy? Is it something you kind of hate? Where, where do you sort of sit with it? I enjoy it when I can get into it and block myself off. It does definitely hang over me as, as kind of a, an unfinished business because I know it's necessary to be done. So so that part of it, I don't enjoy. But if I can shut off the world and, and just dive in and do it, I don't mind it. It's probably not, you know, top on my passion scale, but I don't mind it when I get into it. And in terms of this sort of um, uncertainty that sits with putting SOPs in place, you've managed it obviously for certain things like YouTube, you're saying there and sort of YouTube strategy. And you said it's sort of very cut and dry. Is that because it's so clear in terms of right from wrong what, what is it about that that makes it much clearer than say some of the other tasks i think it's a lot of it's just in the way it's set up uh you know when you publish a video you know there's a, a stuff that we do like there's a, there's a very clear set of steps that i do to optimize the video before uploading to upload it and then to you know set up the various settings and, and location tags and all of that and when I really sit down and think about some of the other processes, there's stuff that I do every time. But it, but it, once again, it comes down to, you know, just sitting down and blocking off that time to make it happen. 
and it's just it, it's either you know tasks that have been grandfathered in. Um, YouTube was a newer strategy that we did this year, and so I was like, okay, we're we're implementing this. I'm going to do it before we get going, and it'll make my life easier. Um, some of the other ones, you know, I'd kind of already trained the VAs in it, um, and so then then I didn't, you know, I just haven't gotten around to it. Truthfully, that makes sense. And in terms of what would be involved for the new SOPs, what what would that actually take in terms of work? What would that look like? Probably less than I'm building it up to be, if I'm honest. Um, but once again, it's it's there's so many. It sits as like a big task, uh, a big task that's like has to be done. But I just haven't started chipping away at the element. I think I know you know probably a good twenty hours, and I could have most of it knocked out. And looking at the sort of five to ten hours a week that you spend on you know sort of doing QC work at the moment, is that time spent? you know, a bulk in one area or is it all sort of evenly distributed across all of the services and all of the offerings that you have? That's a, that's a good question. I, I would say it's mostly around content editing and website editing or like review, I guess, of, of those services. Okay. And then either going back to, to the client, uh, you know, to, to clarify a few things that maybe questions were brought up. And from your perspective, if somebody else was doing this work, so for instance, they'd got this SOP and they had the steps that they needed to go through, what would they be doing exactly? Would they be the ones that are going back to the client and clarifying things or what What exactly would they be doing? I think to truly take me out of the, out of the bottleneck situation, yes. I, I think there would be someone other than myself who touched in with the client and really got a good feel for what they needed so that I'm not carrying around all that information. You know, we, we do document some of that, but, but there's nuances, right? Where, where when you're speaking with someone, there's nuances in how they kind of perceive things. And are you at a point where you believe that the staff has sort of got the skills and the capability and tools to be able to do that? I haven't considered our current staff, uh, you know, reaching out and connecting with the clients just because of time differences and whatnot. There's no reason that it couldn't be done, you know, if, if some expectations and processes and, you know, customer expectations were managed, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So just to clarify, were you thinking of current staff running sort of with these SOPs or were you thinking that this would be another role or somebody else would be doing this work? Well, you've got me, you've got me thinking, I guess, because uh, you brought up the point of like the last frontier basically is is the customer interaction with with our team, um, which you know I currently have always done. You know, sometimes I'll offload the editing and, and some of that stuff, but the customer interaction, I guess, that brings in the point of maybe maybe there's another person that would fit that role well, different than someone that's on the team currently. I think SOPs would help streamline some of the processes we already do, so that there's less editing and whatnot on my part, and more clear checklists of some things that, you know, recur frequently, fairly infrequently, but, but still, you know, frequently enough that, you know, we could put them on an SOP, but then the customer interaction side of it takes it to a new level. And you kind of got my gears turning with that. Okay. So you're saying potentially somebody else there that could be doing that sort of customer interaction work and liaison between the team and the client directly. Yeah. I I think that would be the final, final push to really take me out of the, necessary interactions obviously i'd still be touching in with clients but but i think there's yeah i think that's i think that's a big one mm-hmm. 
And what makes you say that's a big one? Is that because the amount of time that you spend on it or it's a big part of the process or what, what, what about that specifically? I think it's big, uh, you know, as we're kind of just chatting through it, it's, it's big because I still have to download all the information for my brain. Like I'm kind of a middleman, I guess, between the actual execution and the customer. Now that would probably still be similar the way I'm envisioning it anyway, where there'd be someone who would do more of the interactions and documentation of what the customer needs and translate that to the team. But if, if someone could do that, uh, outside of myself, that frees up a lot of my brain power and creativity to focus on business building and sales and, and marketing of our services rather than, you know, the execution of fulfillment. So is this more of a shift from sort of internal work to the external aspects of the business? Yeah, I think ultimately that's that's where I, I find the biggest tension is the tension between building the business. And, you know, obviously our current customers are extremely important because that's how we build the business with referrals and whatnot. But there's always a tension there between, you know, outbound and, and you know, current activities. Yeah. And in terms of getting started with this and sort of what next steps would look like for you, what what would get you sort of going? I appreciate there's a certain amount of time that's required here. What, what else is required? I think first step would be breaking down what SOPs were missing that would be helpful. You know, when I when I kind of just said, you know, 20 hours is probably what it would take. It's like, you know, an hour a week even. That's not that long. I think breaking down what we need and then, and then you know, setting some dates to that to get some of those SOPs more in place in some systems. And then, you know, getting comfortable that that, that, that solves the problem and, and ultimately probably finding someone to fill a role of more direct customer interaction. And what do you think could possibly sort of either go wrong or not quite right with this if you put these in place or even carrying out this process of getting this work done to allow for that i think the work done you know comes down to ultimately just managing the time to make it happen because you know it just depends on how big of a priority it is so seeing the vision that okay this is the route to go for me to see that vision um, and then once implemented you know uh, inspecting what i expect to check and make sure that systems are working, getting feedback from the team. I think a hesitation I have is I know enough to be dangerous in a, in a broad range of topics. So finding someone that has, you know, enough reps or training them, uh, I think probably the training of that person, even with the SOPs in, in some of the underlying fabric that I've been building up in my own way of approaching things, I think that's probably a hesitation, to be honest. And is that for the client interaction aspect? Probably for the client interaction, because they've got to know, they've got to take in what the client wants and know how to implement it to a degree to then, you know, direct the team what direction to go. And at the moment, is it only you that does that? Or does your business partner get involved in any of that if it's related to ads or how does it work? It's mostly, yeah, mostly me uh, on the ad side. He would, uh, he would handle some of that as well. Yeah. Okay. And so it sounds like you sort of have trust in him to understand it, obviously, from that sort of perspective. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've kind of, we've kind of come in and, and grown in that role together, I guess, in the, on the ad side, he's even more uh, technically deep into it than I am. Like as far as the, all the minutia of, of setting them up and whatnot, cause he's been testing and building them. And I, I know enough to know what clients need, you know, to, to meet those expectations, know what we can offer. Um, but then the actual handling of it, he's, he's the guru there. Hmm. And in terms of you working with somebody that sort of comes into the business, 
what what would that look like if you were obviously trying to make sure that there is a good transition period and that they're well set up and well equipped to be able to do the task well and to understand it completely what what would that involve for you i mean the way i envision it currently would be probably starting them out with with some projects we're currently working on maybe having them shadow the process uh and then you know once they're up to speed you know touch-ins either daily or or, or weekly just to see how you know some of the overarching stuff is and then probably daily just to get a a 10 minute snapshot on what's going on and what's happening and then you know as as comfort levels increase i, I imagine you know they they become more autonomous that, that's how i see it now so over time they start to develop your level of input sort of backs off a little bit and see how they get on with it yeah and as we're sort of talking about this very conscious that you said time is obviously one of the biggest concerns to you i'm just wondering how do you make time for this um it's a shift that i've i've started to to do as i get clearer on where we're headed long term you know just just making time you know you we're very busy with a lot of things ultimately you know if something's important we make it happen we figure out how to eat every day and and shower every day so (laughs) You know, even if it was, you know, a half hour or an hour every couple of days, I think there's there's some time that can be made um, if it's a high enough priority. And if I if I believe that that's the, the route to go. Right. Ultimately, those two things are are what dictate how I spend my time. And as you are currently, do you do you feel that this is the right route to go? I think I, honestly, I think that we've kind of voiced some things that, that I maybe haven't voiced before. So, I, yes, I, I think delegation and and systems and processes are are the route to go yeah and i'm just wondering jumping forward say a few years how do you see obviously you know there's a million ways that things could go but how do you see things running as sort of the company and as an agency at at that point um i i think you know we're going to be we're going to be a lot bigger most sales are going to come in off referrals i probably you know, it's going to, I mean, we touched on it off air, but, you know, I have some other business ventures that I'm, I'm working on. So kind of being able to pull out, spend time with family and spend time on other business ventures is ultimately why I built this in the first place, you know, to help customers, number one, but then to filter that back to, you know, helping being with my family. We've got two kids and a third on the way. And so being with the kids as they grow up is is really the goal that that this whole whole thing came about. So yeah, being able to step back and know that things are are taken care of for a week if I if I have to is that would be the ultimate goal. Yeah. So it sounds like you've really got something to be aiming towards, and you know you've got your reasons there for wanting it. Yes. Yeah. But it's just in terms of making it a reality. Yeah. Okay. And when you went into this business, what were your thoughts then? Was it very much about sort of you doing the work and you? putting it out has it always been this sort of agency mindset and eventually stepping back how's that changed over time i mean i came in with the mindset of me doing i was doing everything at the beginning um and i think i've i've noticed and seen other agencies that are able to delegate and it's like man this is something like i came in with no business background really i knew i knew you know i went through some training picked it up pretty fast and, and got some results so i knew there was potential here but it came down to you know, ultimately, I just had no no knowledge or experience. And so I've picked that up as I go along and see that there's there's additional things that we can do to make this easier for myself. Honestly, a better flow for the customers because I'm not the bottleneck. That makes sense. I'm wondering how does that sort of leave you after talking that through? Where do your sort of thoughts sit naturally? I think there's been some clarity. 
I, I've enjoyed this. I think there's, I think just voicing it, um, there's some clarity through through having to to process it and voice it out and, and kind of flow it as we speak here. I, I think clarity wise, it, it's you know first thing we've got to we've got to get clear on what processes are the number one to to document how we can better leverage the team, and then you know going forward, how can we how can we make the whole customer experience so that I don't have to be integral in it. That makes sense. I think that's a really good point to sort of summarize what we've discussed today. So getting back at the start there, you said that Blue Crocus is a digital marketing agency. You help people with a range of services moving into ads eventually, but sort of SEO, web development, and you sort of support home service and trades businesses. And July 2020, you went full time on this. The end of 2020, you had a business partner involved and you're really looking at sort of delegation because you've come from this background of working on a farm where if you wanted something doing, you just did it yourself. But now it's actually a case of looking at sort of scalability with the agency and what you can do to help grow it. And part of that is passing on some of the work to others. And you said that you've seen other agencies who are doing this and the team is made up of you, your business partner and some VAs. And you do most of the sales work and onboarding, but then also you're involved in sort of the quality control and sign off periods so that brings quite a lot of work for you roughly in the region of sort of five to ten hours a week and you said at the moment we've not got great standard operating procedures and that's really holding you back because that's where you need the processes documented and in place so that other people can do that work and do it in the correct format so that the clients are ultimately happy and they you know enjoying the work product that's produced from the agency And you said at the moment that really the first step is to get those SOPs documented. You said that at the moment time is difficult, there's a lot going on, but you have managed it with your YouTube sort of strategy and documenting that. And you said there's very clear steps that people can follow. And you said that there's a bit of uncertainty because it's it's trial and error ultimately. You've got to document these things, see how it works and then learn from them. And you said that that would take time away from the sort of current challenges that you've got. And you said that this work at the moment of doing sort of QC work, you enjoy it when you can block it as a block of time, um, but otherwise it sort of hangs over you. And you thought roughly about 20 hours or so it would take to document these SOPs. And ultimately that first process is really to list all of those SOPs that you need and sort of set dates for getting those done and getting them out and work through them slowly one by one and get comfortable sort of putting them in place, but also considering somebody else who could join the team and work on the customer interaction side, because at the moment you said you're acting as a bit of a middleman between the team and your customers. And in terms of how that would work, you'd have the person sort of shadow that process, see what you're doing at the moment, and then check in with them regularly and generally sort of slowly ease out of supporting them so that they're a bit more independent with that work. And ultimately, this is because in the future, you're looking to increase the time that you can spend with family and on your other ventures. And ultimately, sales are going to come in from referrals. And the only way to grow the agency to deliver that work is to have other people in place. Do you think that's a sort of accurate summary of everything that we discussed there? Pretty succinct, my friend. Yeah, I think there's, uh, we covered a lot of ground. Excellent. It was really good to have you on. Where can people find you online if they want to learn more either about you or Blue Crocus? Yeah, you can go to bluecrocus.ca or I, I've built out a personal landing page with you know all of my different uh, ventures on it, lewisvandervok.com um, or just search Lewis Vandervok on Facebook. I'm, I'm very active on Facebook and LinkedIn uh, and Instagram. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of all over. 
Excellent. Thanks so much for joining me on the show, Lewis. Take care. Stefan, appreciate it. There you have it. Thanks for listening. You'll find me at talkstefan.com or at talkstefan on Twitter. Drop me a message if you're interested in either being a guest on the podcast or working together. Take care for now.